So over the past few episodes, I've been focusing on energy management and how that can seriously help you become a more productive entrepreneur and just woman in general. But I know I'm always curious to see what individuals' daily and weekly routines will look like, and I know the value of seeing something put into practice rather than it just being a theoretical nice-to-know, right? So today, I'm pulling back the curtain to share with you what my own energy management routine looks like right now. So you ready to dive in? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Goal Get It podcast. I'm your host, Erin Hayworth. You're in the right place if you're an online women entrepreneur who is tired of constantly hustling, but you're still not reaching those big business and life goals. Each week, I'll share effective strategies for building, running, and up-leveling your profitable business, productivity hacks to help you maximize your limited time and energy, and some guidance on exactly how to tailor all that advice specifically to you and your business so you can start taking action on it immediately. So, are you ready to dive in? So I have decided to begin pulling back the curtain and being totally transparent with different aspects of my business and what I am calling behind the scenes episodes of this podcast. While I've always shared openly about my own business and haven't actually hidden anything, I know the value of intentionally taking a look at lessons as I'm learning them, as I'm implementing them so that you can learn them as well. And this is one of those episodes. So before I dive into my own routines, I want to remind you of why all this matters. Okay, so remember, focused action plus energy management plus rest and relaxation equals optimum productivity. True productivity is sustainable, meaning that you are able to keep it up without burning out. Oh, and one more thing before we dive in. I am sharing my own routines as inspiration for you to see what's possible right? I encourage you to get curious about building your own routines and begin to experiment with different strategies. My own routines change from season to season, and I highly recommend that you audit yours every so often or whenever they feel like they aren't working for you any longer. Okay, so enough of the disclaimers and information. Let's dive into what my own energy management routine looks like right now. So to start out, I have been monitoring my sleep for two to three months at this point. And I shoot for at least seven and a half hours of actual sleep every single night. I try to take naps on both Saturday and Sunday on the weekends. And I am fairly consistent with going to bed and waking up at the same time every day, even on weekends. So I try to get in bed by 9.15 p.m., give myself a little time to fall asleep, and then get up at 6 a.m. on weekdays. Some weekend mornings, it's more like 7 a.m., but it's usually between 5.45 and 7 that I get up every single day. What this means is that I am consuming less TV, especially in the evenings. I'm reading more analog books, paper books, to avoid staring at blue light-emitting screens close to bedtime. I'm getting bright sunlight, direct bright sunlight, early in the day, so before 10 a.m. This is to help me with my circadian rhythm and I'm actually eating dinner earlier. So I wear my Fitbit to sleep so I can track my sleep, and I always, this is the really competitive side of me, I always like to see how high I can get the number. So just yesterday, I got nine hours and 39 minutes of sleep between a restful night of sleep and an hour and a half long nap. 
which was really, really cool. I love seeing how it used to be like, let's see how much I can get away with, you know, not sleeping very much. Let's see how many hours I can go without. And now it's like, let's see how many hours I get, right? In terms of movement, I attempt to get 10,000 steps every single day. And I have been adding in gentle movement like yoga. So I was working out pretty strenuously every single day and had kind of back-to-back injuries from not, I was still doing warm-ups and cool-downs and things like that, but not enough. And my muscles got really, really tight. And I had some nerve issues because of inflamed muscles. And then I also pulled a muscle in my back. So I'm coming back from all of that, but this is where I'm at right now. And I'm also currently working on setting up a workout room where I'm currently living. So workouts of all kinds, including yoga, are easier. And I don't have to study my form in the reflection of the dryer. Full disclosure, we live with my parents right now with literally zero space for a workout room until very, very recently. So I would work out in the laundry room most mornings. So that's where that comes from. And finally, a daily part of my starting work routine and even my after lunch routine is a three-minute dance party. When I start to feel unmotivated or sluggish, I would say that that's mainly after lunch, but it's also part of my starting work routine. I come in and I have other things that I'm doing that aren't necessarily about energy. They're just about getting things done. But I always have a three-minute dance party before I dive into super focused action. And it's usually to Jonas Brothers songs, to be sure, right? When I am working, I use the Pomodoro technique where I do focused work for 25 minutes or so, followed by a five-minute break. And and during that five-minute break, I will stretch, get water, go to the bathroom, check Instagram, do another three-minute dance party if I need to. And then after four of those blocks or so, I take a longer break. And I do use a timer. I use the timer on my phone to kind of maintain this rhythm. Okay, so I know that this is some really good stuff, and I'm going to get back into it in just a moment, don't worry. But first, I have to tell you about something that I'm pretty excited about and I think is pretty cool. So if you are constantly on the lookout for how you can leverage your time well and get more needle-moving tasks accomplished so that you can actually achieve your goals faster and easier, I have something that I put together just for you. And yes, it's free. I actually created a list of 113 productivity hacks for unstoppable CEOs that you can download right now for free by heading on over to workwithprocess.co forward slash 113 hacks. That's 113HACKS. Now, let's dive back in. I also, whenever I'm working, I batch like tasks together. So I actually theme my days. I keep meetings to Wednesdays and Thursdays. I focus on content on Mondays. Tuesdays are for education, professional development, and planning. And Fridays are usually for catching up or running errands or kind of like a work potpourri day, right? Saturday mornings are for regular cleaning. And so like I will literally from 8 a.m. till noon, till lunchtime, will do cleaning, the same cleaning that I do every single week laundry, sheets, you know, like washing the bed sheets. We'll do vacuuming, cleaning bathrooms, things like that. And then Saturday afternoons are for fun and adventures and naps, right? Got to have my nap. Sundays are a little bit more personal potpourri days with a focus on self-care and planning for the week ahead. So this is when I'll do things like meal prep. I'll do my weekly calendar planning. A nap is definitely in there. I'll take baths. 
I have a Sunday bath ritual that I will do on that day as well. That's kind of how I create a little bit of a routine around harnessing when my energy levels are high, when my energy levels are low, and when I need to be focusing on different things. I'm also currently experimenting with circadian fasting, which is a concept I recently learned about in Amy Shaw's book, I'm So Effing Tired, which is a read that I highly recommend. I will link to it in the show notes. Circadian fasting is a type of intermittent fasting, which basically means that you limit your food intake to a certain number of hours every day and fast for the remaining hours. So in most intermittent fasting, you skip breakfast and your food intake window is usually lunch around noon or so to later evening, 8 p.m. or so. With circadian fasting, you still have a food intake window and a fasting window, but it's more aligned with your natural circadian rhythms, meaning that you stop eating by 6 o'clock or so in the evening and you fast until about 8 or 9 in the morning. So if you are interested in learning a little bit more about that, I highly recommend Amy Shaw's book, which I will link to in the show notes. Also, based on her book, I'm eating primarily plant-based and as little processed food as possible. So when I say as little processed food as possible, I don't mean as humanly possible, I mean as possible for me, right? So if we're looking at it, probably 80-20 split is a good calculation, which I'm pretty happy about. And after reading Shaw's book, I've been incorporating more and more cruciferous veggies into my diet, like cauliflower, while also being conscious of my food sensitivities. Because if you're worried about your stomach and that you don't feel good and you're bloated and all of those other things, it's going to be really hard to get stuff done too. So this is where, you know, kind of understanding how your body works and bringing in these other things and testing things out really comes into play. I also try to have my heaviest meal midday or before five o'clock. So Amy Shaw recommends eating majority of your calories between 12 p.m. and 5 p.m. So I've been trying to do that. And I've also been enjoying tea in the early evening or late afternoon while decompressing after work, which when I'm thinking about it, this may have more to do with my resurgent obsession with Julia Quinn's Bridgerton book series. But hey, there's something very proper and soothing about afternoon tea. So if nothing else, it's good for my soul. Okay. (laughs) So recently a nice black tea with a bit of stevia and oat milk has kind of been my go-to for this. I also drink at least 80 ounces of water every single day as well. That's something that I really struggled with for a while in terms of water intake. I grew up and I I drank soda and juice and was never a big milk person, but drank all of these things other than water. And it was really like the past five or six years that I've really been focused on my water intake. And it's only been maybe the past two years that it's been easy for me to get adequate amounts of hydration from water. That's a big one, but it's still part of it, right? And then of course, I plan my months, my weeks, and my days ahead of time, and I try not to overschedule myself. I only give myself three priority tasks in one day and two major projects in any given week so that I make sure that I am taking focused action where I need to and that I'm not context switching a whole lot. I'm not setting myself up for failure. All of those things are absolutely imperative to my energy as well. Every single morning, I do what I call my CJG routine. So CJG stands for Coffee Journal Gratitude. It's basically an hour where I drink my coffee, plan on my day, do my gratitude journal, write out my goals, and journal on anything that I feel coming up, right? If I'm 
angry about something, if I'm happy about something, if I'm sad about something, if I'm confused about something, that's what I journal about. You may remember from episode 33 that physical energy isn't the only consideration whenever we're talking about energy management. We also have to think about emotional energy and personal fulfillment, right? By having this CJG routine as part of my morning routine, I ensure that any emotions get journaled about. I'm checking in with myself, right? Like making sure that I'm I'm good, my emotional energy is maintained, and then also realigning with my goals that I'm working towards that is important for me for fulfillment and purpose. Every single Sunday, I take a luxurious bath with lavender, essential oil, and Epsom salts as a way to reset and a way to decompress before diving back in on Monday. And a really, really important part of my routine, I am regularly evaluating those people that I spend my time with to ensure that they are not a constant drain on my energy. And if they are, if they're a drain on my energy, either removing them from my life completely or drastically reducing their presence. That may sound harsh, but I've spent too many years just subjecting myself to people that were constant drains on my energy because I thought I had to. So this is something that I'm pretty stubborn about, but that's it. Those are my energy management routines right now. And I can honestly say that I feel more energized and get quite a bit more accomplished, to be totally honest, every single day and every single week without feeling like I am burning out or living in constant guilt of neglecting the things and the people that matter to me. So I like to end each and every episode with an action step that you can take right now to help you move forward and begin to implement immediately. Here's your action step for this episode. What excited you about any part of my routine that I just shared with you? What would you love to try out for yourself? And what do you certainly not want to try? Grab a journal and answer those three questions. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to check out the Goal Get It podcast. If you never want to miss an episode, you can hit subscribe to make sure you're the first to get your new episode every single week. And if you'd like to connect outside your headphones, head on over to Instagram and DM me at workwithprocess. I can't wait to chat with you more. Chat soon.